0: What's up guys. We're back. High street freaks. It's me and Ryan this week. DJ's on vacation. Um, we are, uh, back again to, um, I don't know. It's, it's like, this is like the worst series of sports, like the worst time for sports. Like, I guess I say that because my basketball team sucks ass. Um, but like, how, how are, how are you, you feeling around this sports, this sports era? Are you a combine guy?
1: Dude, I, um, i i love the combine i'll be honest with you i have been a really? draft guy I, I mean here's the thing oh, on, see, let me let me say this i don't actually like combine coverage like any anyone writing about the combine couldn't care less okay. seeing the workouts and seeing the measurements and the testing i was, I was I do about still to ask love that. i
0: was about to ask like you seem like a gym head like you're just like really into the like the the impressiveness yeah. of the combine
1: sure i mean just like seeing the physical frequencies of it like that's cool yeah. anywhere right like i like seeing like of course, unfortunately, we, like, you know, most of these guys, I mean, I'll say this, we'd be a lot better off if that, you know, maximum 20 reps competition was like a one rep max competition. You learn a lot more about it, uh, but I digress, whatever, uh, you, you know, it, it is what it is. The 40 yard dash is very cool. I do love seeing that. The agility drill, drill, drills are cool. You always get some good memes out of the quarterback receiver kind of throwing drills because someone's gonna just be a brick hands for the day and drop everything they could easily yep. catch. Some quarterbacks are gonna airmail everything. It's usually one you expect. Like there's just gonna be some funny stuff that happens. That's great. Also, I think I loved the I think I loved the NFL draft in general. Like Almost as soon as I loved the NFL, like I have memories of being a child and I loved the, especially because when we were kids, it used to be all seven rounds in one day. Yeah. And I mean, dude, that fucking rule. I remember just like, I would sit in the house It'd be like a beautiful day or whatever, like in the springtime of school. My friends would want to do shit. I'm like, no, no, no. You, you don't understand. I'm sitting the on draft. the couch <laughs> in my living room. <laughs> I am watching the NFL draft. My mom would like make me food all day. I would just like pig out on the couch and have like food served to me. I, a, do, like, I mean, iconic. Yeah.
0: I do still love the first night of the draft. Just like yeah. the first round, the picks take way too long when they've known what their pick has been for like weeks, but like yeah. they take way too long, but I do love, I wish they'd do the first three rounds in one night in the same exact time frame. but I, I do love the first round. I I'm not sitting there on like Sunday afternoon, watching them go like four through seven or something like that. But I, I, I love the first
1: round. It's so good watching everyone's, like, the NBA and the NFL drafts, watching everyone, like, scramble and make their trades as you go and kind of, like, panic reacting, too. And, like, yep. you can just tell which guys don't have the capacity to, like, think on their feet and just make some absolute bullshit pick uh, when they should, like, it's just so good. out of pure panic. Oh, it's awesome. There's always one, like, the first guy that gets drafted way higher than you thought they would is amazing. That I love that, rocks. too. um uh, I loved when it was Damon Arnett. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Or who's, um...
0: Funny story about that. Um, I was like covering the, the for 11 warriors. I was with 11 warriors there and we're like, we had to like, I mean, obviously you see how quick the, the shit gets up after somebody gets selected. Um, and so Jason had this weird thing while we were there where he all, he wanted like us to make a graphic and tweet it out. Like before we wrote the article, before we sent the article out and me and Dan like didn't understand that. Cause we're like, dude, it takes the exact same amount of time to make update this graphic is it does to just like update the graphic on the head on the article and post the actual article. Like, why are we waiting? Sure. So, but anyway, he like, because we didn't really love doing that. He was like, well, that's fine. You guys worry about just the article. Like Kevin can do like the header on the article and I'll do just the graphic. And so it was that day. And he was like, ah, fuck no more Ohio state players are going to go for a couple days or a couple more rounds. I'm going to take a shower (laughs) in the middle of the first round of the NFL draft. And, of course, as soon as he leaves, Damon Arnett gets drafted. And he's yeah, the rocks. only one that has all of the, like, graph, or the graphics packages. And he was gone for, like, 20 minutes. And so I had to, like, retrofit one of the old graphics and, like, find the, I don't know. I was, like, cutting and pasting letters and shit like that to, like, make a Damon Arnett, like, graph traffic on the fly. Let's and go. finally he showed up, like, 20 minutes later and was like, oh, Damon Arnett got drafted? So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh Dude, I, I mean that's that that general like uh, the ones I always think about are a couple defensive linemen like getting Tyson Alu going in the first round. Remember that happened when he was oh a top god 10 yeah pick, uh, out of nowhere for the Jags. And I think the other guy was um uh the West Virginia kid, uh, Bruce Irvin, when he went to the Seahawks in the first yeah. round. Everyone's like, what the fuck? He's supposed to be like a third round pick. Yeah, uh, and just totally out of nowhere. I, I mean, those guys have both had long NFL careers. credits <laughs> to they played for like five or six years each. But like. They certainly were not top 15 pick quality guys, but th- th- yeah. yeah, I mean, obviously Tim Arnett, you know, had his whole thing. Um,
0: I think it, back just, in the day, people were really pissed at Ted Ginn jr. Got, got drafted as high as he did to the dolphins.
1: That was just the era of, uh, wasn't it? <laughs> I mean, that was just the era, I guess of like, um, uh, uh, what is it? Ohio state players going way too early. Cause Vernon Golston went the next year. Oh right? God. Yeah. Early? Wasn't he like AJ Hawk,
0: well? Hawk was like a top five pick too.
1: You know who else the top 10 pick? Dante Whitner, who like a couple years before that, who was too soon. Like just a lot of guys were like, why'd they go? I mean, and (laughs) and, and,
0: like the thing is the thing is, like, all of those guys had fine NFL careers. Like AJ Hawkins, like he retired as like the the Packers, like all-time tackles leader or something like that. But like it's not like I don't know, it was just the reaches on some of those players were insane.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it happens all the time. I I did fucking love it. The one I also get in the NBA every time is when uh you, ever, you know bruno Cabaclo from from uh i think he's
0: barely from, but yeah i do remember yeah
1: he, he famously was an nba draft night was described as being two years away from being two years away <laughs> uh that was like the descriptor the they used for him and i I always think about him i just love those off-the-wall draft picks and no remember
0: remember right. when That's, the Cavs drafted anthony bennett
1: let's go yeah yeah uh darius hayward bay another famous one yeah boy.
0: Yeah, that was yeah. that was a good. This one. is a
1: great remembering some guys. Uh, yeah, you just name <laughs> name players. The NBA yeah. is definitely
0: worse about it than like the NFL, and and it it makes sense because the NFL you have like three years of tape, and so like there's there's guys that don't pan out in the in the NFL that you're like ah you know like it was a good shot, but like the NBA you have these like off the wall guys that like there's guys that are drafted in like the top fifteen that you just never hear of again.
1: Yeah, it's true. I remember, uh, not he's not quite this bad, but uh, Cedric Benson going top five as a running back was pretty <laughs> yeah. crazy and to the yeah. Bears. Uh, didn't do shit, right? I think running running really... backs in
0: general now just going it's all, it's almost jumped the shark with running backs where I feel like it's worth drafting running backs high now. I have this theory, so like
1: how high? How high? I'm a running backs guy, but how high?
0: I would I would take as long as it's the back half of the first round, I'd be fine with it. So here here's here's my theory here. I, you should never under any circumstances, give a running back a second contract. Never, Yeah. never, never pay for a running back. And so my thought process is if you're every four years drafting a running back in the first end of the first round or like late first round or second round, then hypothetically, you're always getting a cheap running back that is good and playable. Like, yeah, I, I would be stoked. Like I'm a Bengals fan. I would be stoked if the Bengals kicked Joe Mixon to the curb and drafted B. John Robinson at the end of the first round. That'd be awesome. I'd, I I'd love it.
1: I think franchise context matters too, right? Like, yeah. when, like when the Cowboys took Zeke in the top five, like that pick made sense to me because yeah, their dude. whole line was already stacked. Their defense was like, respectable right they had some receivers like they got it they got to do and like do you know what that team obviously the cowboys did not want anything at the end of the day but they made deep playoff runs like how many years of his career now like they've been relevant yeah. Zeke's entire career basically right. they fucked up by
0: giving him the second contract again which like you don't you don't pay him again, twice no yeah. right
1: because like, they, they and, should have
0: just simply gotten another running back in the draft and right. been fine
1: and I would say the Giants, even though he's been the best player in the team for like four years running, drafting Saquon Barkley was a mistake for the Giants because they didn't have anything else yep. to rely on. It was just like, that was the, like, he was going to become their whole offense. Exactly. Like, you can't draft backs like that. But if you're a team, yeah, like, has a pretty good, pe- like, you have some good pieces, basically. You're a fringe playoff team. Yeah, running backs do matter. Having a good running back, at, you know, at the end of the season, my, having a good running back in the playoffs, that is important.
0: My thing is, like, especially the back half of the first round, it's not even about value it's about like as you're mentioning the team setup because if you're drafting at the back end of the first round you hypothetically already have a good team and exactly. so if if you're if you're grabbing a running back that could be the difference for for your team like if that's what helps your team i have like you're a steelers fan it probably wasn't the the best pick um maybe um i mean the steelers drafted um Najee Harris Najee know? Harris like in in the first round too and that was fun. like i i didn't hate that pick i thought that was a good pick
1: yeah, I mean we probably, given how bad our OC has been since then we our quarterback play, we've probably been a lot worse off if we didn't have him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he's very good, unfortunately, in the NFL, but that's a whole other can of worms. Right. Um But yeah, I mean like if you're if you're a team that like well, I guess here's my here's my one thing though, is that a guy like myself, a guy who knows ball like me. Uh, I think I can just pick the good running backs and not take the bad ones. So if I, <laughs> <laughs> if yeah. I just wait until round three or four, I think the one argument against it basically is like, I, I am in support. If you have a guy that is in no doubt, you are 100% confident he is a stud. Taking him in the first Go round for. when you have the team set up you need absolutely makes sense. The problem is taking like a Clyde edwards helaire in the first round. Like you yeah, can't that does do shit sense. like that. Yeah, there's this certain guy or like, I guess Josh the, has been pretty good. Because like the, I, I the drop-off,
0: yeah. the drop-off between like Alaire, even if you love him, Edwards Alaire versus like JK Dobbins, who went like late in the second round. Like it why would you reach when you can get somebody who's like arguably better or the same in Yeah. It, it just doesn't make sense to me.
1: Like the first running backs lately, I'm looking at this there. Brees Hall went last year, Najee Harris the year before that, uh, as well as Travis at the end. At the end, waste of a pick in my opinion yeah that was that was, oh no sorry Brees hall was in round two my bad so okay naji harris travis at the end, uh edwards Alaire right but before that there was josh jacobs uh saquon barkley was here prior to that as well as rashad penny and sony rochelle like the guys who very few of the these actually round, work out yeah yeah leonard true. fournette christian mccaffrey those worked out
0: yeah even leonard fournette yeah, even that's he needed a second team too
1: yeah that's, I mean, that's what I mean. Like, I think I'm just good at drafting running backs. I know football. So I would just wait until round two and get my guy. Yeah. I think most teams, like most teams, this is almost like a, a weird thing to like think about, but I think most teams that are inclined to take a running back in the first round are so bad at drafting that they'll take the wrong guy. Like their <laughs> that is, mindset. That is totally fair. That is totally fair. <laughs> but i like, I get why you would do it, but if you have the impulse to do it, you're probably so bad at your job already, you're going to, you're going to fuck it up.
0: Well, it's like, it's like the, the, the teams that are right <laughs> are like, well, the dumbasses devalued the guy who we would have taken in the first round, and we can get him in the third round anyway. So why, you know?
1: Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah. But so, yeah, I love uh, the NFL. Uh, zero Ohio State uh, smart lines I'm interested in, right? Because we're not really seeing much of JSN working out. I think.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't think, and he shouldn't. I, I don't think he should. I, I think, I yeah. like my my take is like he should just rely on his film at this point and just coast and just I yeah. mean rely on everybody assuming that he's incredible and
1: just coast. Yeah, I'll tell you what's gonna happen is you're gonna read every single outlet's gonna write an article asking Zach Harrison like, "Hey, how much did coaches love you during your interviews?" And he's gonna say it was great, and they're gonna write yeah. about that and say how great of a guy Zach Harrison is. From presumption, they already had. Good guy. He's a great guy. That's cool.
0: Yeah. My my least favorite combine interviews, and I get why they do them, is every single person asking every single uh, player which team they've talked to. They
1: talked to. Yeah. The famous it, one that Ari always tells is the guy who went around at the combine the year he was there and asked everyone, "Hey, did you talk to the Jets?" And where they said yes or no, there was no follow. Uh,
0: <laughs> that's that's great. That's great. Yeah, I I think it, who's who's one guy that you want to see how they perform in the combine that you're just you're you're fascinated by. I have one
1: uh, an Ohio State player. Or yeah, an Ohio anyone? State player.
0: An Ohio State player. Anyone's fine, uh, but I have one Ohio
1: State player. You go first. I'm thinking.
0: I want Zach Harrison. I want to. I want to okay. see how he does because that is a guy who, like, I I don't really give a shit about like subjective lists. But Bruce Feldman's Freaks list never had him on it the entire Crazy. time throughout his Ohio State yeah. career, and that's a guy that is 6'6", like two hundred and eighty pounds or whatever. Played wide receiver in high school and was the anchor for his four by one hundred meter relay. Like, if there is a a guy who was invented for the freaks list it was zach harrison so i'm fascinated to see how he performs in like all of the physical stuff because i have i have a a sneaky suspicion that he could just like shoot up draft boards simply by his like absurd athleticism
1: yeah i mean he's an all time he is one of the freakiest players ever seen like just straight up that guy is is a dude um Yeah, I I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing him. Man, I really was. I guess I want to see Ronnie Hickman's performance. I assume he was fighted. Yeah, was weird. I I want to see if his basically his meteoric uh, fall just continues or not. Like, just him. He is basically the most since the moment he declared. He has shit his pants at every chance he had the chance. It's
0: to wild. Him. I've I've never seen anything like that because he was pretty good. Like I I wouldn't yeah. say that he was awesome, but he was pretty good. And uh, he
1: has the yips, dude. <laughs> he has yeah. like the yips. He was the I want to see if it keeps going. Yeah, and and the uh, in the combine, I guess it's maybe a hater thing to say, but yeah. Okay. And then
0: and then I guess we got we got C J Stroud throwing, which as he should. I mean, when you're when, uh, you know, um, Bryce Young isn't throwing, that's kind of your chance to like impress people when there's really no competition or anything like that. I mean who else is gonna throw like Will Levis gonna impress people? Is uh Anthony Richardson gonna impress? You know, like he's clearly right. gonna be the best, the best, have the best arm at the the com or at the co- entire combine. So
1: or the best he's got the best throwing session. I don't think he's gonna have that. like if you're one what? of the idiot like draft nicks who like is like gonna freak out over Anthony Richardson throwing it oh my five god. Miles man. Hour, I shut the I, fuck up
0: the people the the discourse about Anthony Richardson is already like, and I like, I'm not like an Anthony Richardson hater, but people are talking me into hating Anthony Richardson.
1: I'd say I've become a full hater of his. Like, I also was kind of a hater preseason too. Like if you recall me and Patrick's episode oh, yeah. of the year, we were at anti him like before he even started a game. Like I was like, I I've seen people freaking out with this guy too much. He's bad. I saw his numbers last year. I saw him play. He can't throw. He can't throw dude. Like he like no. he can only throw big bombs downfield to open receivers the guy cannot layer a football. He has no reading ability. They call him a quick processor. No, he's not. I'm sorry. I've watched <laughs> him play football. He's not. He's simply not. If you're a guy who likes tools in a quarterback specifically, you're a moron. Like you are chasing the one dragon of Josh Allen that has happened once in how many years? Like, yeah. Josh Allen is, a lot, is like you know. I think like the guy with the worst accuracy to succeed. It's like Brett Favre. Like it's you know you go back like Brett Favre for the last guy who worked out like that. You get one every thirty years. Sure, that's fucking great. If you keep chasing that high, you're stupid. And
0: like, to compare, like Josh, like I, I, I'm not a Josh Allen hater by any means, but he is also on like He's an fine. awesome team. He's also on yeah. an awesome team. And like, what's he won, those right, right <laughs> those are guys that like. If you if you swap out Josh Allen for Justin Fields, do you think the performance changes at all? Because I don't.
1: No. Uh, But he's maybe a little bit, but not not enough to like, yeah, no.
0: Like I I just, like it's, it's, there are just a thousand guys that can have, I don't know. This isn't, it doesn't need to turn into a bashing Josh Allen session, but like, I just, it doesn't make sense to me to reach on a quarterback because of his like physical skill set or something like that, because there's a thousand guys that could fit that skill set and are frankly better at running too. Cause like, I mean, if, if you want that, like Justin Fields is a better runner than Josh Allen is. Like you saw it all year. He like broke rushing records. If you want that, get Lamar Jackson. You know, like it it, it just it yeah. doesn't make sense to me to I don't know. I, I just and I'm not a fan of it, it just I could I, I could not talk myself into drafting Anthony Richardson. Hope it works out for him, but I just like I could I could not. Given who else is available, like you're really gonna like I guess he will probably end up being the fourth quarterback taken behind, you know stroud um young levis it, it'll be him fourth so i guess there might be value in that if you can get him at like 15 or something but like i just that's yeah. not a guy who i would like draft banking on him being
1: just in general here's my policy if you were a guy who was not accurate enough or threw too many interceptions at the college level and made bad decisions you're not going to get better in the pros yeah that is like whoever you were in college you were very rarely very very rarely going to become better than that like guys just don't get better when it becomes harder it doesn't happen often a quarterback does not really exist the
0: the the thing the only thing that uh, like that you can project a little bit somehow is like if you're in this like if you're looking for a career backup sometimes you can look at guys and be like oh this guy really understands the game, and he's making good decisions. He's just not like physically able to like do it, sort of thing. Yeah. And those are guys who you can like stock on your bench, and they're great for your team. They're great for like an uh, emergency situation when you need them to play quarterback and stuff like that. But like the other end of the spectrum has rarely worked. Like you look at Jamarcus Russell, like he's like the the perfect example of that. That's like ah, oh, this sure. guy's like physically, but like he's not making. Or how good about decisions. Jake Locker? Remember yeah, him? Like that's, that's a good like, one too.
1: There's a lot of those guys, like, that's what I mean. Like, there are a million guys like that that we can all remember who didn't pan out because that's what usually happens. <laughs> like, if you're one of these yeah. guys and you go too high, you're not usually going to work out. What's the dude at um, North Dakota State, Trey Lance, right now, who's, like, the you know, fourth God, quarterback yeah. in the Niners? Yeah, I mean, like, he's like uh, I mean, he's been hurt, yada, yada, whatever. Most of these guys are never going to work out. People just overthink it.
0: Carson Wentz? Like,
1: I, 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 I don't know. I'd say Carson Wentz had a pretty damn good career until he got injured uh
0: yeah that's fair
1: maybe I'm being generous like uh, Carson Wentz to me is yeah but I hear what you're saying most of these guys if they're not hitting incredible accuracy numbers they're not you know controlling the ball taking care of the football they're just it's not gonna get easier it's not getting easier to the next level it's not like I'm not saying you have to only drop production or whatever or only drop off college success but like it should mean more than your tools your, your actual performance in the field at quarterback specifically should mean much more than like the traits you have yeah. um I think that should just very obvious to me, but yeah, especially, anyway, the combine. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry.
0: I was just going to say, especially when like you've got like, assume, I get that you, it, there's only two quarterbacks to me. There are only two quarterbacks who I would draft and have a hope of playing in the NFL. And it's Bryce Young and CJ Stroud. like past yeah. those two. Like I, I just wouldn't even bother unless you're like looking for someone to add depth to your team or something like that. Like I, I sincerely wouldn't even bother. And like both of them, like they both have their, like, Concerns too, like I don't think either of those guys are like straight up can't miss like prospects. Bryce Young
1: is tiny
0: and isn't durable, and CJ Stroud hasn't really made like isn't like the playmaker that you usually wanted in an NFL quarterback. He showed a little bit against Georgia, but like
1: if I was gonna pick a guy like I don't know down the list who I think might have a chance to work out in the NFL this year. I'm probably betting on Jake Hainer, I guess. Like, I I think Jake like, But again, like Jake
0: if if that's the name you're pulling out, like, come on.
1: Right, right. Like, yeah, like, there are guys you can get in round four or five who might have a exactly. shot that, like, are just, like, you know, really good college quarterbacks who, like, know how to win – or tough guys that don't win games, yeah. smart kids, who probably have less physical tools than the guys who can be in the first round yeah. that, like, are going to be a good backup who might emerge later in their career. It's like, just – and that's, it's,
0: it's to the point where if you're not getting Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, just don't bother. Don't waste a top 10 pick on yeah, this because the, yes. the above replacement, it like it, it's just not there on a guy like Will Levis. Or...
1: I would say I drafting a late first-round quarterback is historically one of the dumbest things you can do. Oh, it's it's horrible. Horrible. Yeah, yeah. There, there's anyway, just no I love value. That we're describing, that. I'm also just getting pissed off right now, like describing every decision I think is stupid for the NFL and realizing the Steelers have done all of it in recent oh, yeah. years. Yeah. Like we took a first to running back lately. We, yeah, we took a late first uh, <laughs> shit. He's better than better off burger. Uh <laughs> uh, but yeah, our team, yeah, I'm getting pissed off, dude. Basically, every team that I care about, which are the Steelers, Penguins, and the two Buckeye teams that I watch, I think all of them are run by and also I guess LeBron's Lakers. I think all five of those teams are currently run by morons. Like, yeah. I think every single one of their GMs slash you know, tissue makers whatever at the top of the, the top of the team is fucking shit up like i think we are all it's driving me insane my sports life right now i am like having a lot of negativity around
0: speaking of morons i loved this week this is one heck of a transition here um cross sport i loved that chris holtman after they beat illinois after all of this after all of the calling for his job from like and it's not just us it is everyone every alumni the fans, normal,
1: like yeah yeah the
0: normie ohio state fans are calling for this dude's job and rightfully so um it's it's the worst ohio state season in like my memory i think uh. maybe like a, a 90s year was better he he is the one who gets to be asked questions after the game about whether or not he is committed to returning to ohio state because there were rumors floated around that like he might be going to. He might be interested in Notre Dame
1: or. OAMS do we know who asked that? Like that. Do, I? We should have asked guys at the press conference. Do you, do you know anyone who was at the press conference you could ask?
0: I do not. I will. I can ask. Yeah, I can. I can ask around who asked that question.
1: Do, do you want to send a text to, and see if we can find out during the pod? Because I want to roast who the whoever it was. If you're the person that asked that question, and I'll, I'll clarify. If you're my friend, uh, I'll just take it back. If you're not my friend and you asked that question, I think you're a fucking moron. If it was you, my one of my friends, <laughs> you're you're cool. Don't worry about it.
0: I'll, I'll, but I do, I'll, I'll shoot a message out and I'll
1: also well, the framing out. of that question, the idea of like, oh, like, you know, Chris, like <laughs> we're we're still worried you're gonna leave for Notre Dame, dude. I hope you don't get that job. Why would Notre Dame hire this loser? Why would they pay money for a buyout? I think it's not a small buyout. Like I think he owes, it's like a couple, it's at least a couple million dollars to buy him out of Ohio State. Why would you waste your money on a guy who has just done done less with more after where he's gone? Yeah, it doesn't
0: make sense. I, like, I, I just, like, I saw Chris Holtman, like, commits to, like, coming back to Ohio State, and I was like, surely this is, like, a misrepresentation of what, what happened in the press conference, oh. and then I read the transcript and was like, oh my god, no, like, this motherfucker actually got to go up there and talk about how he loves what he's building here, and he really wants to return, like, what? you me, you dude. would have thought, based on his answer, that this was, like, a guy that, like, he led a team to a Final Four and, like, had, like, a historically great year and, like, was, like, proudly announcing that he was coming back.
1: It's probably fucking Pat Murphy or somebody
0: <laughs> I don't think it was Jardy. I don't. I J- think it was. Jardy
1: is a different kind of guy.
0: Yeah, I I don't think it was him because he would have made a spectacle if it was him. He would have said, I asked Chris Holtman about blank, but he framed it as Chris <laughs> Holtman was asked about blank. So that's how you know that it wasn't him. But that's funny. But man, like just the aware like I, I, I might not get a response here because Ohio State's actively playing a basketball game. And so
1: Oh that, the people, what better time to answer some text messages. Who wants to be watching <laughs> okay. that game? Yeah, yeah. what well, well, they're beating, they're winning right now. They're
0: beating Maryland. Thing. It's thirty-five to twenty-nine. Do you think I'll call it right now? We're recording this the night before, so we have no idea how this game turned out. They're playing Maryland at home. Are they going to win?
1: Here's what I'll say. You know my stages of Holtman thing. I can pull out my stages of Holtman. Uh, like, I think it's the perfect time for a March resurgence that leads to absolutely nothing.
0: Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, it's, it's perfect. It's perfect. I saw um, Chris Chris Lauderback at 11 Warriors was talk, tweeting about how um Bruce Thornton is like coming on late and like he's like had a really great surge and like look playing really well late and I was like oh yeah perfect for March you know like as we're heading into March like that's like exactly what you want from a freshman just like you know playing his best basketball in March as you're heading into the the postseason and there just isn't a postseason thanks to everything this is stressing me
1: out this is (laughs) I I hate I hate what he's done to this team god damn dude
0: and it, it sucks though because like I don't think I've been less enthused about a like a top five class. Cause I think they have like the number five class in the country coming in next year um, with an even better class than the the freshman they just signed here. And I just do not care because it does not matter.
1: (laughs) Yeah. What are they going to do with it? Yeah. That's, that's the question. And the answer is, Oh God. Oh, you're going to love this.
0: You're going to love this. Who was it? Um, my Wait, can I, can I can I get a,
1: can I can I get a hint? Can I get a hint before I get to get a chance to guess?
0: Um QAnon.
1: What QA Yeah,
0: that's your hint.
1: It was someone worth your buckeye hunnell.
0: I don't know if you're gonna well, get it, man. Okay. It's okay, it's, it's, me, it's more it's more out there than you'd expect, but you're gonna die. Bruce Hooley.
1: <laughs> that rocks yeah that's a that's great that makes sense <laughs> that is that, that is, is just like, what my
0: sources say
1: i mean that's the perfect kind of what a fucking moron <laughs> <laughs> dude he has yeah. the most pencil thin goatee have you seen his goatee in recent years
0: i have not i haven't seen him in person god bless and
1: oh neither have i thank god but like he just he just keeps getting a little bit thinner. He looks like a movie villain, dude. He it's, looks it's like the a guy perfect, like
0: devil stash. Like if he was red, exactly. If he just painted he looks... himself red for Halloween, he could just like go as himself.
1: <laughs> just like a he cartoon like... devil. He looks like a mean principal in like a high in like a high school. Movie. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff. God,
1: yeah, that, damn. That, that makes really it so funny. much
0: so much fun. I was trying to think of who my perfect person would have been, but that was. That was it. That was that, I, that was better that than rock. I could have expected, on honestly.
1: Yeah. Well, we're happy for them. Uh we're happy for, for Chris Holtman and his his wonderful work he's doing to lead the buckeyes where they're trying to go. Uh, yeah, thank man. you, Chris. As always, we support you. Thank you so much and everything you do for us.
0: <laughs> oh man. Uh, no, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Let's talk about let's talk about this. Might stress you out too. Um No, I, I think, think I'm good. T- this is the stuff I
1: like. Yeah. This is the, the,
0: I like. Okay. So this week. Um, this is a really weird timing. There has been an awkward amount of like chatter this week about, um, the big 10 potentially poaching some more pac 12 teams. And it, it it makes really no sense for this to like be coming out at this time because Mm -hmm. like obviously Ohio, there there are multiple big 10 presidents who don't currently have full time presidents, including Ohio state, which like. You're not going to vote unless, unless if Ohio State can't vote on it, like to be very clear. And Ohio State, or sorry, the Big Ten currently does not have a commissioner because Kevin Warren moved to the Chicago Bears. So it makes really no sense why there is all this chatter out of nowhere um, besides, you know, maybe Pac-12 teams kind of trying to like move this wheel along because they are stuck in, or they don't want to be stuck in purgatory anymore. But yeah. there's been multiple reports this week um, basically saying that, Oregon and Washington believe that when the dust settles, they will end up in the Big Ten. Um, It had a decreased share, a decreased revenue share, to be clear. So they're not going to get the same amount of money as everyone else, which is kind of hilarious because that means that Purdue is going to be getting more money than like Oregon, which that, like, that, that rules. But like,
1: I do wonder if they'll try to like shoehorn like Rutgers and Maryland to that, or not maybe not Maryland, but I mean, Rutgers into that. It's going to be tough to sell, but I, I mean,
0: yeah, it'll be interesting. I don't know if they can pull it off this media rights, but like hypothetically, once they get in, they're going to have to tear it somehow because there's just no realm of reality where <sighs> Purdue or Rutgers should be getting the same amount of money as USC, Ohio State, or especially if the ACC. I does get
1: it, it, but I don't know. I think actually kind of one of our strengths that we don't do that. I think like doing that is the thing that led to the death of the Big 12. That could be uh, true, yeah. In my opinion, and like also like the ACC has like their like you know ACC and Big 12 both allow teams to sell their third tier media rights on their own. The yeah. fact that we do kind of control the whole process and keep it equal, like you know, even though it hasn't helped Ohio State, like Ohio State has been at the forefront of guarantee that keeps happening. Like they have been yeah. the ones who said we're not going to take a lion's share. And maybe I'm an asshole here, but I think like the fact that we've led the conference that way, maybe just, you know, whatever, I'm just obsessed with Ohio State. But I think the fact that Ohio State and Michigan have basically held that standard and led the conference that nature, in that nature has, you know, led to it having a better success than the Pac-12, ACC, or Big 12. Like, it's not like the other brands in the Big 10. Sure, there are a lot of, you know, large schools that, you know, I mean, that, that's a huge benefit here. But like, I don't think inherently the Big 10 was guaranteed to end up being the second best conference in college football. Like, it easily could right. have been picked apart. For sure, or, or like you know, failed basically by the fact that most of the teams suck. But I think the yeah. fact like Ohio State and Michigan support other teams, kind of you know being funded equally, has been a benefit. I don't know, but but yeah, look, this whole thing like I think we are done with this round of conference expansion. My my opinion is everything we're talking about here is positioning for twenty thirty. Like when yeah. the Big Ten gets to next bite at the apple, that's what we're talking about because, like you said, there's no conference commissioner. A lot of the schools don't have presidents. Oregon, Washington, like it's not like we didn't look at them, right? Like we already took a long look and said, right. is it worth adding them right now? They wanted in. We evaluated them. That's no secret to anybody. And we're like, yeah, let's let's hold off. Like let's not let's not do it yet. And I'm interested as in to the why of that. Like as you know, I'm a Big Ten expansionist. I think the Big Ten must have a strike first policy. Yep. Uh Because I agree. like. Look, if you're not an idiot, you can look at where this is going and see what's happening next college football. It's not like the SEC and the Big Ten are going to just, like, stop this time. Like, when Florida State and Clemson and Miami and Oregon and Washington and Notre Dame are on the table, we're not going to be like, oh, well, no, we're okay. You guys do your own thing. Like, they want everything. And why, like, the TV partners they have... Why would you not? ...push them? Right. It's a logical conclusion. Like, you know... Whenever you know, if, if you're fucking Spain colonizing South America, you don't just like stop when you get to like the northern tip of the continent. Right. You see this whole like, you're gonna like, well, shit, Kill everyone, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just what you're going to do. Like, even if it's evil or it's not good for the health of everyone else, you're gonna do it because matter, you can yeah. and because you, and you know that if it. you
0: don't, if you don't, somebody else will,
1: right? Portugal's coming around the corner, right? And if you're not gonna take the whole thing, Portugal's coming next week. Yeah. And in this case, like, you see the Big Ten. Are going to do this. Like, it's just a matter of when it happens. And yeah, we're going to add a work in Washington. Of course we will, because they're going to make money for us. And like, I I think they're going to give a a little while to figure out who else wants in because they don't want to be at 18 teams. I think it's it's maybe as silly as that sounds. They know those teams will not join the SEC. They know if they join the Big 12, whatever, it doesn't matter. We think of anyway. They're not going to hurt us from doing that. Exactly. So the question is, you. Basically get a few years to figure out if Notre Dame's gonna finally crack and join the Big Ten, which they should. And then you're going to basically figure out whether you want Stanford or Cal to join them. So, it's gonna be Stanford. The yeah, whole thing the, about Cal, sorry, bullshit, sure. not happening. Yeah, for sure.
0: But that's that's the other the other. So this is a um from Saturday Out West a report. They basically said they have sources sources unnamed sources
1: yeah yeah, matt hayes matt hayes is actually a guy who has some shit
0: yeah matt Matt, Matt, yeah that's true matt hayes is he is a legit reporter it's not just it's it's sometimes hit or miss with like saturday down south or saturday at west and stuff like that but matt hayes is legit um but basically he said that the big 10 has washington oregon stanford and california as dream additions to the conference if they can finance the move now like to me to me that sentence doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me because if they're the dream additions, you'd be able to find a way to finance the move, you know, like to me, I, I can see exactly what you're saying, Washington, Oregon, and they want those two and they're just hanging out to see how they can get it to 20 because you don't want to take Stanford and California when like Notre Dame or Clemson could be an option to a couple years down the road. That That's like my read on the situation. Maybe not even Clemson. Like there's just a thousand other schools that would make more sense than Stanford or California. The only reason why I think they might consider going Stanford or California in the future is because scheduling and travel and shit is going to be a pain in the ass. And I don't know if they're ready for how much of a pain in the ass it's going to be when like the Wash or the, the uh, USC volleyball team has to play a Thursday night game in like Iowa. You know, like, it, it is going yeah. to be a pain in the ass. And if you can add more West Coast teams and create, like, little pockets of teams, that is going to be more successful in the future.
1: Right. And do share travel, and you'll have, like, basically pre-planned road trips where it's like, right. if you're Iowa and you're going to play somebody, you're going to go take, you're going to go see all five West Coast yeah. schools in a period of, like, two weeks, and your kids will just learn remote for that window or something. Yeah. Like, that's just going to be the, the, the standard, right? And, and I think that yeah, I think it makes sense logically. I think it's, 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 I, I do think they're going to add Washington and, and Oregon, obviously. And I think Stanford is the other team because one, it's enticing to their name, right? It's it's their yeah. name's rival. Two, we always talk about the Big Ten Academic Alliance. I think we talk about this podcast a lot. The Big Ten makes more money off of their academic pairings. They do have the football yep. money, right? Like the fact that we have a consortium, all these universities that work together that are X, Y, Z prestigious, have this much research money, yada, yada. Adding Stanford to that mix is something there's, presidents are going to create themselves over like we are a- probably already the second totally. best you know academic conference in the in the country you know if you follow those bullshit u.s news rankings then i think the average ranking of school the acc is higher than the big 10 but besides the ivy league nowhere else in the country has the academic you know research money and prowess that we have in the big 10 yeah. and adding stanford only further advances that um there basically is going to be another team It's not Oregon, Washington, or Maine. It's the next round, and it has to be them. And I think they'll pursue the ACC too, and they're going to add schools like North Carolina, and they'll probably fucking take Virginia too against our better wishes. I bet but, but I mean, like, they, <laughs> sure they, they will.
0: I wouldn't. I wouldn't be shocked if they they went after someone like Duke or North Carolina, though.
1: My, if you were to ask me, I think the Big Ten is going to get to 24 teams eventually, and the SEC is probably going to get to 20. It's like my, it's the math in my head. I think the SEC will take Clemson. Yep. Here's the thing, dude. They're going to get Clemson for that. There's, there's no doubt in my mind that Clemson is eventually going to go to the, the SEC. SEC. That is a yeah. foregone conclusion.
0: The, the Big uh, Ten, I don't think the Big Ten want, wants any part of Clemson being in the, in the Big no, Ten.
1: No interest in that. And I think it's mutual disinterest too. Like they yeah. don't—they prefer the SEC over the Big Ten. There's no doubt yeah. about that. The interesting two to me are Florida State and Miami, because there's a lot of talk about those schools essentially are, are heavily trying to ramp up their uh, their academic funding, right, and their research funding. And Florida State especially has like skyrocketed up funding, you know, funding amount uh, counters and up uh, academic ranking counters. Like they have, you know, in the past twenty years have become tremendously more successful. Given that these schools aren't leaving the ACC until like the 2030s, the early 2030s, they have a decade basically to get into the AAU, yep. which I think everyone here listening to this knows that. AAU is the American Association of Universities. It's essentially the you know what is it, 80 or 100 most prestigious, um, yep. most prestigious kind of universities uh, for research in the country, um, and it, it, it's you know like that includes Ohio State, it includes Michigan, it includes Penn State, it includes a lot of other teams. Um, you know, and it's a it's a soft requirement to be in the Big Ten. It's yeah, not like,
0: it, it, there is every no, team, There is no official like writing that says you have to be an AAU member to join the Big Ten. But every team besides Nebraska is a member of the AAU, and the only reason Nebraska is in is as a non-AAU member is because they um,
1: they, they were, were in they, they were joined AAU, and they got kicked they out AAU when on, they accepted and then got kicked out. Yeah, yeah, it's based on a hospital funding. Uh, it's based on like basically the funding of how hospitals are, are, are accounted as part of research funding because Nebraska's hospital is, is not actually in Lincoln. It's in Omaha. It doesn't get counted anymore, which is like a whole other can of worms. That's why you see some schools on here will have, uh, like multiple different listings. You'll see like on the research funding, like, you know, Oregon has one listing for their own research and their hospitals listed separately. It's a whole thing, whatever. I think they're going to – my guess is, I guess, you know, if you're Florida State or you're Miami, everyone thinks culturally they're a better fit for the SEC, and that's true. That is true. They're a better cultural fit. They're a better regional fit, yada, yada. But if you're those presidents and you can get into the Big Ten academic alliance, those school presidents, those trustees, I would say will almost certainly support joining the Big Ten over joining the SEC. Like that is, a, I think, a real possibility, a real outcome that going happen here is if you're Florida State, you're in the AU. you're Miami, you're in the AAU – and you can say, hey, we're either paired with, like, Alabama and, and you know, uh, Kentucky, and, like, the school's ranked 298th in the country, or, like, we're, we're comparing up with, you know, Ohio State and Michigan and Penn State and, and Northwestern and Stanford and yada yada. You know which group you want to be in. It's an obvious group. But anyway, my theory here, big thing against 24, they're going to add the obvious four of Washington, Oregon, Notre Dame, and Stanford. Those four are going to happen, in my opinion. It's a solid lock. I think they get North Carolina. I think they take Virginia. I think they try to get Florida State and Miami if they're at the right academic fit. If not, part of me thinks they could sit at 22. Part of me thinks that's when you look at, like, the current Pac-12 schools are, like, pretty dynamically, but have been, like, borderline fits. Your Colorados, your Utahs, your Arizonas, you look at those guys. You maybe look at Pitt. Like, Pitt makes a lot of sense. Some folks want Georgia Tech. There's a lot of other schools out there you could take at that point in time. Maybe Duke, right? Duke has some, you know, Cal. Like, a lot of schools that are academic fans are maybe just barely enough, you know, academically. It's those last two spots that could make sense. I don't know. Uh, That's curious to me. I mean, the league adds those eight teams, including Florida State and Miami, Jesus Christ. Like, Yeah. I think they'll eventually eat the SEC.
0: Yeah. I, I think my thing from just a fan of the sport perspective, I know a lot of people hate college or like conference expansion or conference realignment. Yeah. I love it because like this just means that it's more games that Ohio state's going to play against teams that matter, you know, like I, I want to see Ohio state play USC every year. I want to see Ohio state play, you know, Miami or Notre Dame or like this last year, like was a one-off game against Notre Dame. We're playing them again this, this week. And that's awesome. You know, like I don't, I don't want that to be something that I have to wait, you know, two decades every time to, right. to, to play Notre Dame. Um, and so just the nature of this, it means that, you know, Ohio state is going to play more games against fun teams. And I, I love that.
1: Yeah. And I get that regional rivalries have been destroyed. That sucks. Like I, I'm not like, I love, you know, mm-hmm. I, as I think as well, known. I love G five college up around obsessed that stuff. I think that's really cool. They have that. Like, I think that the small regional rivalries are great yep. and we're losing a lot of them, but like, at the end of the day the sport is like a, a semi-professional sport and we're going to keep getting better at it and some schools they're not willing to commit to being great at it like they're just going to get left behind and like if you're yeah. a school that wasn't willing to commit like colorado until this you know dion hire was basically not taking football seriously for like 20 30 years and if you're not going to take it seriously like you're i don't feel past. bad you're getting left behind yeah. yeah of course and like And, you know, God bless them. There are a couple teams in the Big Ten that are just kind of riding coattails that were for a long time just kind of riding coattails and taking checks and not taking football seriously. I think that's mostly gone. Like, I think basically every team in the league now is is realizing how much money is involved. Yeah, they're trying to win. They're hiring good coaches. Like, look at Illinois, right? Illinois is a great example. Like, they went out and got Brett Bielema as their head coach. They hired an SEC coordinator away from his job to come be their DC. Like, they're spending real money to get good guys. They're making good hires. They're recruiting a little better than they were before. The league is taking the sport seriously, by and large. Uh, even Rutgers, for as bad as they are, like they have the best coach in program history. Coach there again, yep. right? Like they're trying. They're, they're trying. Yeah. <laughs> is it working? I don't know. Like Indiana's Tom Allen thing is not working. Right.
0: And I, I, I guess that's the thing is like the nature of this whole thing is when you have like 24 teams, or that's the number you end up. Like the bottom third are going to suck. Like that's just how sure. it is. Like you, yeah. you can't. It's not possible for you to have you know 24 teams that are like you can't have that level of parity it's just never going to happen right so it like i'm fine with the big tens bottom feeder teams being maryland yeah. and rutgers yeah. and, and
1: and and also that like what you're saying there like that's why the people who want to kick out maryland rutgers or whatever are so sense. dumb Yeah. no you have to have someone who loses the games <laughs> right right yeah, yeah, it's it, uh, someone, someone even has,
0: in the NFL like that's it's not a thing, you know, it's very rare that you have like four playoff caliber teams in a conference. It's just not how it works.
1: Yeah. Yeah, man, uh, I'm curious to see it, though. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm looking forward to seeing basically what comes of this. I do think we're going to be having a little pause, but you're going to have these machinations happening for the next several years because I don't know. You could see a mini wave where like teams leave the Pac-12 for the Big 12. Like if you're if you're Arizona yeah. and Colorado and Utah and you can leave and these numbers come in too low. I don't know why. Like if if you can get the offer, why not leave? Uh, can they? That's another question. Can they actually get the offer? I don't know. I don't know what the, what, the, what the option is. But like, yeah, if it's the same number or close to it, they're just going to hang out. If it's a shitty offer, like you might see some teams like just jump ship to the Big Twelve and, and take and get in there and like. I think the Big Twelve is clearly positioned to be like the. The, third. the best of the rest deal, yeah. Like yeah. it's gonna be, you know, like the SEC and the Big Ten, and the best of the rest will be in the Big Twelve. Yeah. You know, NC State, which to the Big Twelve, right? Pitt went up there.
0: Yeah, it's you it's know. it's yeah. very very wild. I mean, it's it's this is some like we're gonna be able to talk about this for the next like five years, but it's it's not something that's going away. But by and large, like I I like it. I like talking about it. I like when it actually happens, and it'll be fun to see just generally more competitive games against between good teams.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agreed. So, yeah, man. Well, cool. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I, I want to see more Ohio state football and play at high levels. Like I, I, I do not care about seeing Ohio state play Arkansas state or, you know, Toledo or whatever. No, like I recognize that's, I recognize why it has to happen to the sport. I do care about the sport. I want that shit to, uh, to exist, but, I mean, selfishly, it's not our job, right? It's not our job no. to make sure that happens. Like, it's it's uh, like I, I want to see how I see like good games, entertaining games. I think that's where the sports headed, and like it has this you know veneer of amateurism for a long time. It's basically gone, and that's fine.
0: Yep, I agree. I agree. It is the sport is becoming what it has been for the past twenty years, and nobody's playing games about it anymore. And I appreciate that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Well, man, you got anything else for the episode?
0: I don't, I don't. I we're getting we're getting into the off season at this point. We'll probably talk about the NFL draft at some point after the combine, but that's not till April. So we've been teasing it, but we're gonna do some off season stuff that is peak off season stuff. But oh, for yeah. now, that's that's what we got. So uh do you wanna sign us off? Do you want me to sign me to sign us off? I don't think it works We're <clears throat> both doing it.
1: No, let's how about how about uh how about we go back and forth on phrases?
0: That's good. Yeah, go for it. You can start.
1: Okay. Uh Michigan sucks. Go Bucks. And help is on the way.
0: Help is on the way. Good stuff.